Hi, Zainab. Hi, Jenna. How are you? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm um, I'm okay. I'm having a nice, um, relaxed uh, Monday. Feels <laughs> yeah. like the weekends have gone too quickly, but yeah, not too bad. Uh, you suggested a theme for today's episode, and it was about unpredictability, right? Unpredictability. Yeah. Yes, and I think I wasn't like 100% clear I was like oh what do you mean unpredictability did we talk about it a bit the first time so I thought I let you introduce us to the theme <laughs> and what your thoughts are and then I can um, also just see like what perspectives I have around it but I guess yep. you have I'm I'm coming here anticipating that you have something interesting to tell me <laughs> since you've been thinking about unpredictability. Well, I guess yeah, unpredictability is something that I've always been interested in. Um I mean within the context of the coronavirus obviously there's a there's a sense of uh unpredictability, you know, you know, feeling like, you know, as a generation I think we we haven't known any really great sort of change in terms of our day-to-day -day lives um mm. we felt sort of fairly stable you know fairly sort of um able to plan for the future and i think this is the first time that living in a sort of western you know western country we think oh my oh my god like what's happening yeah. um so i think a lot of people sort of who have not been used to any sort of unpredictability are now facing some sort of unpredictability predictability and it's it's I don't know I mean that's one of the things that I'm looking uh, at when I'm when I'm here I'm looking at myself seeing how I react to it but mm. how you know other people react to it. such a huge range of variation in terms of how human beings do it but the interesting thing is it also makes me think back to you know the way you know maybe our last episode talking about identity and you know uh the the fact that both of our families were uh, coming from refugee backgrounds um that actually unpredictability is linked you know linked with being humans uh, mm -hmm. and there's this this constant sort of like uh fact that we do live in an unpredictable world but we're always trying to create some sort of predictability and then um but we you know it's it's like a never ending struggle so yeah. it's kind of yeah it's just kind of a, a an ongoing reflection uh, about unpredictability and also mm. a question is would we want to live in a world where everything is predictable yeah. um yeah just more like questions and observations really okay when you said for example um that you want to like or that as humans we try to weed out unpredictability I did say um, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it makes me think about, you know, why do we want permanence? And then um, as opposed to change, because unpredictability represents change. And change is a positive thing, you know? It, like in general, it tends to be, a, uh, it, it causes growth, it like revives things. But I mean, somehow, yeah. I mean, I was going to just quickly chip in with a biology yeah. thing, but I mean, change, change is why we're here. I mean, in terms of evolution and sort of random mutations and, you know, you know, that the change and um, unpredictability are the things that have brought us here. Um, mm. So, I think, yeah, I think we, we, we have 
unpredictability to thank really for being here in the first place. Mm. I feel almost as if my life experiences have contributed to like strengthening my faith. It's like a, it's almost as if faith provided me a theory, and then I've seen it play out in my life, and I feel it's really sort of strengthened, you know, my perception about why things happen. Because I I do think, um, maybe it's a it's an age thing because I feel like I've gone through a lot of things where I've been forced to just accept certain things happening and it's you you can never see it there and then why why it's good for you what it's contributing to your life but um for example like I was also in this like really um like big like car accident oh okay Um, yeah this was um oh yeah this was also after the masters (laughs) oh right I didn't hear about Yes, it was in uh, Afghanistan. And it was, uh, you know, like one of those uh, action movies where you see a car spin in the air, you know, several oh, times. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I, I feel like like that, the, like the earthquake and some uh, like other things is really, it, it makes me realize that I'm, and maybe that's what's linked to spirituality and like faith, is that we're so small in this like bigger universe. And if something is supposed to happen, it will happen. If you're supposed to be okay, you will be okay. And if you're not supposed to be okay, that's also going to happen. So it makes it um, very easy to just like accept certain situations and find like calm in things that you didn't anticipate because you're like, oh, okay, this is for a reason. And there are some you know, bigger picture to this. And one day it's going to make sense, even though it doesn't make sense right now. I think that, yeah, I think that makes a, I think that makes a lot of sense. I like the, the way that you were, you're talking about sort of the more life experience you had, it sort of strengthened these beliefs or these sort of um, the framework that you had before. And it kind of made, mm-hmm. make kind of fleshed it out in a way. Um I I think you made a point about um, sort of uh, feeling like we're just we are just a small kind of thing in a in a bigger picture, and I think um, you did say that, right? Well, yes, I do feel <laughs> I do feel that we're small in a big universe, but at the same time, I also feel the opposite that we're like such complex beings with you know. Um, so much you know in our individuality like if you look at each and every single human we're so complex we have such like 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 a depth you know and complex emotions we're like a universe yeah we're like yeah we're like uh yeah exactly a smaller universe and a bigger one (laughs) yeah it's like that thing that's that scene in men in black you know when they look inside the this is not a very deep reference, but there's like this uh, the cat with the uh, Orion's belt, and inside the the the, the necklace of the cat uh, has like a universe inside this universe, and inside that universe is another universe. So it's like, yeah, I think there's 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 a huge depth um, to each person, every living being, but we also live in this huge huge universe that we don't even we can't even mm. understand. But 
I guess one of the things that helps me cope with uh, unpredictability is that um, I think that is is being in nature because I think that in nature, nature doesn't actually really care <laughs> about you in the sense that, you know, if you're out there, let's say you're swimming in the sea and there's a huge wave that comes along, you know, you're going to get hit by the wave. The wave will not sort of stop because it thinks you're a really important person and, and will just sort of leave you alone because, and, and that change from living in a city, like I'm brought up in the city, I've always, you know, had an urban environment really around me. Uh, and it was only quite late that I came to sort of nature. I, I think I went to the first, my first forest when I was like 22 and it was late Amazon. So that was like quite a big, uh, you know, change. From Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that was literally my first forest. So I was oh, wow. from South London to the Amazon. I was like, That's oh That's a my. good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was quite a big forest. I mean, to be honest. I had but... to settle with the Norwegian woods. <laughs> Those are nice. Those are really nice. But I mean, I, I guess my point is that um, when I'm in nature, I feel like there's a shift from, you know, everyday life where you're the kind of main player of your own story. You know, you kind of, and I, this is where I think about it at least, like you're kind of thinking about my job and my relationship and my house and the bills and what am I going to do after work and where am I going to go? It's kind of not necessarily in a narcissistic way. I think everyone does it. Mm. It's kind of about you. And even if you're thinking about other people, you're, think, you're thinking about how mm. you interact with them, how you're going to help them, you know, you know, your relationships with them. You're kind of always at the centre of your universe. Mm. And then when you, when you go into nature, so where, for example, if you're swimming out in the ocean, you're kind of reminded very, very quickly that you're, in a, in a way, quite insignificant. You know, you, if you time something wrong you're going to, um, something bad's going to happen to you. There, there's a lot of unpredictability in nature. And I think that, I think that for me, um, it's really, really grounding. It helps me realize that mm. actually, you know, it kind of helps me touch on the fabric of life a little bit. That's what I kind of think about it in a more sort of pure way, but thinking actually this is, this feels a bit more real than um, mm. you know, a city where everything's sort of artificially constructed so I you know it's all the buildings are the right size for me mm. every you know, if I need something I can get it almost straight away you know when you step away from that then you very soon realize that the universe is really unpredictable and actually in in our sort of human lives we try and keep the unpredictability away so for example you know most people haven't seen a dead body or or, or don't see many dead bodies unless mm. it's a close relative um, so we try and keep death away. We have all the rules and laws and regulations. So we try and prevent accidents and injuries. And, and that's, you know, I'm not knocking it. I think that's mm. great. But I also think that it will seep in. It will find a way in. And when you, when you take yourself out of the human sort of uh, arena into a more natural arena, then you're sort of hit face, face to face with unpredictability. But, you know, it's you know? like... I actually, it's it's funny because um, you describe nature as being unpredictable. For me, like nature is not unpredictable at all. Isn't okay. that... <laughs> and, and it's, Please yeah, expand. <laughs> because I feel nature is what like really follows the universe's like laws, you know? It's, it's doing what exactly what it's supposed to do, you know? It's in constant change. And I think 
and we're supposed to be in constant change. And I think we have this like resistance towards it because we're not willing to accept any outcome. We come at it with, oh, we want this outcome or that outcome. Whereas I feel nature is, you know, it's following universal laws. And maybe that's why we experience nature as unpredictable because we're constantly trying to like not accept things as they are. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe and, unpredictable yeah. in, in that sense means we can't, it won't do what we want. Yeah. And it's almost, almost also as if, I don't know, but when I hear the word unpredictable, it has like negative connotations, you know, and it's yeah. For sure. ultimately unpredictability is change that yeah. we didn't anticipate you know that's a good definition yeah so okay. it's um ultimately it's so it's our um unwillingness to accept certain outcomes and yeah i guess that's what's pl- playing out in the world it's like nature is like playing out you know <laughs> viruses spread and we're yeah. not willing to accept it yeah. Not to say I'm not going into it. that, oh, we shouldn't fight against it or anything. But I think like nature is the most, you know, sort of like certain things around us. And then we're trying to go around manipulating our experiences. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that does make sense. And also, you know, in terms of understanding, we also, I think humans always fall into this trap of thinking we kind of know everything. But mm. the idea that we can't predict it doesn't mean that it can't be predicted um you know maybe in the future when when we have a better grasp of certain natural laws or mm. we we understand certain phenomena better mm. we might be able to you know just ha- how like a thousand years ago they probably could you know would find it predi- uh, hard to predict certain certain uh, sort of um natural phenomena that we could do now like for example weather or something like that although weather that's actually a really bad example because the weather <laughs> is not, not normally right but like um yeah like so as our understanding grows and advances yeah. we might be predict things better but yeah i i think that, that that tension that tension is always there like it reminds yeah. me of the vikings you know just to kind of i always try and bring the vikings into uh, every conversation <laughs> if i can but but they had you know in the in the sort of end of days right in the sort of uh you know the the story about how the world ends kind of thing they had this battle between the gods who were um who would symbolize sort of uh, order yeah. and uh, the giants who would symbolize chaos mm-hmm. and and those are the kind of opposing forces in their universe and i think that in a way not much has changed because if we look at the coronavirus we we call it chaos because mm. it's kind of in a way or what what we would we would as humans would think of as chaos and, yeah, and, and we've created the chaos jenna actually I, I i get what you mean as in as in the chaos i mean it's all relative isn't it then like mm. to be honest is it, chaos is relative isn't it because what is why if you look at uh, say like a virus mm. actually it is not chaotic it, it can sort of be predicted and can it's following a virus that is not doing anything a virus wouldn't do. Mm. Basically. It's not doing anything yeah. like a, an alien. It, it's doing what a virus does. Yeah. And, <laughs> and from, our, from our perspective, it's chaotic because it's messing with our human sort of patterns and our sort of day-to-day normal human things. Mm. But from its perspective, 
maybe it thinks that we, you know if it could think maybe it would think that we're chaotic because maybe it's saying well hold on guys what are you doing like you guys mm. are you know you're like you know nearly eight billion of you yeah and there is going to be this that or the other but then in a way we're both nature aren't we the virus is as, as nat- natural as we are we, we're not sort of made of um, you know, aluminium, we're not from Mars, or we, actually we might be from Mars, but we, we're not sort of, um, you know, we're both parts of nature. Mm. So that kind of flips the whole thing on its head because um, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe this whole thing is predictable. Maybe this is all, um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you have a biological, um, you know, the, you know, different sort of uh, animals when they get to a certain size that you know disease is is predictable isn't it so it's not it's it's something that's happened before but I guess we always you know try and I think it's that thing isn't it yeah I think think it's also just about human nature because another I realize we have a very big topic at hand actually because yeah look at look at astrology we're trying to predict like the future you know and this is like yeah. also a big, big industry and people want to know what's going to happen. So it, it tells yeah. us something about um, our nature that we have a need to sort um, you know, know what's going to happen, Predict. control what's going to happen. And even if, and I don't actually think it would be, I, I don't, well, I don't know, but I question whether it's useful that we are able to predict certain things because I don't think it necessarily changes our experience of what's going to happen for the better, Yeah, you know? unpredictability is I think it's neither positive nor negative but it just it is and I think that actually our reaction to it makes it either positive or negative yeah yeah that's Uh, true but I think I also think we need it because human beings look this is how you get extreme sports this is how you get sort of uh people uh you know trying to walk between tall buildings on a thin thin wire you know I think people we're engineered to uh, deal with unpredictability so if you look at the uh, the CO2 levels now versus the CO2 levels three months ago we've all shut down everything's shut down because we've looked at the situation we've gone oh my god okay everything's shut down we've managed it like this is this this is something that the climate movement's been trying to do for years I know it's not it's for a completely different reason but we, we I think as a species <laughs> I think we as a species love like cr- like crisis. We're sort of like drama queens and we don't react 
unfortunately, I don't think we react until we actually need to. Um, so I think unpredictability drives humans because we've always had it. We've had it since our earliest origins. And I, this is just, you know, my opinion. This is what, what I feel. I feel like I need to put a disclaimer saying that these thoughts are, you know, <laughs> only not my organization. They're just representing me. But, you know, I think that we, we are sort of driven by unpredictability. So actually, if we don't have unpredictability in our lives, let's say theoretically, I think most people would go out of their minds. They'd get so bored. I think they need that unpredictability. And you made, you sort of use the word change. I think change is, you know, change is something that kind of f feeds growth, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. You, uh, you wouldn't be the person you are now if it wasn't for the earthquake or the, you know, the, the 360 degree or whatever, 720 degree Afghan, you know, car spin thing or, you know, other other unpredictable. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's situations. what this defines life ultimately, you know? Like, exactly. if, if there is no change, there is no life. And you can look at it and be, oh, shit, it's not the outcome I wanted. But yeah. without it, nothing would ever, you know, progress or excel or, you know, create room just for happen. new. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think I think unpredictability is, yeah, exactly. It is, it is life. And I think that if you try and... I think fighting it mm. and trying to control it, restrain it, you're going to be using a lot of energy and ultimately you'll never win. I think I think the idea that you try and kind of accept it and work with it to an extent, which doesn't mean that you kind of just, you know, don't do anything to help yourself or help other people. But I think try and kind of understand it and work with it. Um, you'll probably have a bit of a more peaceful life mm. um but i know it's easier said than done and i think that i but i do like that sort of point about um the fact that it's not a negative thing you know it's actually it can be a really positive thing yeah i agree which makes us think about the current times i think it does provide um you know a lot of opportunities yeah 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 i didn't know what zoom was you know three months ago two months ago seriously and now I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. i didn't know what zoom was now i'm i'm on it all the time i'm i'm making a podcast that's great yeah you know, i wouldn't have done that <laughs> no this is um, good you know yeah so it's you know it's that it's that line i think there was a there was a book that i was reading called you know when you slow down you see more or something like that and you know for me you know, I, yeah, this is kind of annoying and I'm not going to pretend to be super zen and chill about everything that's going on now. I mean, apart from worrying about my family, um, I, I'm not too bothered. I'm actually all right. And I'm actually finding out lots more about my garden, you know, the nature around my house. You know, it's really cool. Mm. Uh, as long as, you know, the people I love are safe, I, I, I'm sort of okay. Yeah. Because it's just I was just thinking actually going back to the examples that you you mentioned um i don't I kind of don't trust anyone who hasn't had a near death experience, yeah, because I think you need <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's like it's like for me it's like one of my favorite um it was like when I was dating, I was like that was one of my favorite screening questions uh and you know or like just when you're getting to know someone because I think near death experiences kind of 
really sober you up in terms of the most important things in your life and how you deal with them. Um, so I, I've only had three. Oh, I didn't but, know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had, I've had three. Um, and I think that they, they're just, I mean, I'm not prescribing them. I don't think you should be seeking them. But I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is in terms of unpredictability, bursting that bubble of, of your like normal, you know, of what well, actually the, the illusion that you have of your normal sort of predictable um, safe life. Um, they are really, really powerful sort of um, uh, teaching aids or lessons, you know, um, and, you know, I, I know what's going on is, isn't really comparable, but I think it's sort of like near death, kind of a light version of that where everyone kind of it kind of sobers them up a little yeah. bit even if they're not really at risk it, it kind of makes people stop at least for like however many weeks and think about you know their lives and you know how they're living their lives and what's important to them it mm-hmm. may not you know maybe not fair, but at least it kind of it kind of makes it will make people stop um and reflect because, because of the distinction uh, yeah and and reflect on the level of risk um but i think yeah i think for me that my near-death experiences have been like a um yeah have been a really important um sort of way of um i don't know i guess learning about life but in a quite a quite an aggressive way yeah i can imagine <laughs> but you know, <laughs> i wouldn't recommend them i'm just just to kind of um say what they are because otherwise it'll be too mysterious um as one of them was where I was following a turtle in the Galapagos and I got pulled into a riptide and I you know coming from South London again my childhood didn't really bring me up to 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 do you know deal with much in nature but you know I didn't know what a riptide was and I basically got swept out to sea and I had to basically fight my way yeah and and then the other one was I got armed robbed in Colombia twice which on the same in the same week actually it was a bad week but um, yeah, yeah, but I remember sort of time really slowing down all three mm. times, and afterwards there was, you know, I really, really um, made, made me just like realize that life isn't, you know, things don't work out how you think they will, mm. um, and you know, even though you can say that to yourself a million times, I think that we trick ourselves into thinking, yes, if I do this and if I do this, then this mm. will happen. If I do this and and. It, may you know it may happen like nine times out of ten but there will always be the, this other time that something crazy happens or something slightly different happens mm. and it, i think it's it's kind of maybe maybe what it is is that realizing that the the security that we have is a bit of an illusion and the the fact that it can work out most of the time uh but in the back of your mind if you think actually this you know in a way like you know life is unpredictable so at some point there will something will happen that I don't expect and if you kind of have that in the back of your mind I think that's really I think that's really helpful Mm. because when those things happen to me I did not really realize that and um, I think if I had at least it would have it may have helped a little bit I don't know if it would have done but I think it I think it would have helped me sort of um process it a bit better but 
at the same time, I think you need to, sometimes you need to go through something like that to, to understand that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, like how I, um, I deal with risk. <laughs> well, it, when yeah. I, it, um, <laughs> earliest experiences was when I had uh, said yes to a job in Afghanistan at a time when it was even like worse than now. And I remember okay. reading in the newspaper <laughs> that there was a guy in the U.S., he was like sleeping in his bed and then all uh, turned out his bed was over a, like a sinking hole. Yeah, oh, no. so he was just like swallowed into this sinking hole while sleeping in his bed at night. And the hole was oh, so God. deep that they couldn't find him. So I was... Wow. It really had me reflect, and I still remember this. I'm like, if you can be sleep, if you're meant to die, you can be sleeping in your bed, you know, at night, and you're yeah. swallowed by the ground, you know, or you can go to something yeah, really, really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And if you're supposed to survive, you'll survive, you know, taking precautions. Yeah, of exactly. So, <laughs> so you were supposed to survive in Colombia, so you did, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was meant to survive so I could do this podcast with you. Yes, that was the, that and was if the plan. we're supposed to like survive <laughs> Corona, we will. You know. Well, okay, yeah. good, good. I hope that's true. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a good, positive, optimistic, slightly optimistic note to end <laughs> yes. on. Yes, uh, we've been. Uh... But yeah, thank you so much, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next, the next installment, the next yes. episode. I I'm learning so much about you through these podcasts. I was like, what? You were in a car accident in Afghanistan? What's going on? Well, I didn't know that you nearly died in Colombia. Twice. (laughs) Or could have drowned. (laughs) Yeah, I could have drowned. Yeah, I was waving. I was waving for help and everyone on the beach just waved back. It was a really... I thought this is the last thing I'm going to see in my life was just everyone (laughs) waving back at me because they just thought I was waving to say hello. And I was like... For oh, fuck's that's sake. Horrible. Anyway, gonna, yeah, it was horrible. It was like, it really, that's what I fear most about death. I fear, I don't actually fear, I mean, I do fear death, obviously, but one of the things I fear most about death, because I'm also a cyclist, and I, I think, is my last word going to be something really kind of like really shit or like kind of just really, really lame? Like, I remember I nearly got hit by a car. I have been run over, but I got nearly got run over this time. And I last, uh, the last word I said was, um oops <laughs> you know if that was my last word on this earth that would be really sad yeah but know? jana so now you don't that's need to one of the things about I... that you have a podcast legacy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay fine i don't want this to be my legacy this, that's really... sorry sorry that's really you're really... gonna die i'll leave behind okay fine I, i'll have to try and sound more um sort of um you know sort of more you know illustrious and no, more we sort want of authentic amazing you jana that's all okay we want. yeah maybe oops maybe maybe oops the way to go and i'll put it on my gravestone but um all right jana, thank you again and um thanks for being you thanks for being you <laughs> stay connected we'll speak again we'll speak soon okay lots of love yeah.